Hello! So lately I've had a series of things happening one after the other and I just noticed a pattern and I had to talk about it. So I had my last session with my therapist this past month and a week later, right after finishing reading a book by Osho, in which he talks about not so much doing but instead being and like calming the mind and the thoughts and being present and like in flow. I go out to do my groceries and coming back, I am thinking, wait, I can also do this and then go here and then go there. So I left my groceries at my house and left again. And as I was approaching the last part of my staircase that leads to the street, I slipped and fell in my ass. Like the universe was like, sit the fuck down. I hurt my upper back and the back of my head and my hip, the, the bottom part of my hip. This was on the week I was also thinking about seriously looking for a job and like seriously getting back in shape and like doing more of a training than what I was doing before and stuff. And this past week, I had an astrology reading that cracked open a part of me that I had been ignoring for my whole life, which was my teenage self. Like, if you talk to me when I was 13, 14, 15, I was a hopeless romantic. I loved romance and loved love. But because of my emotionally absent parents and the religious school I went to, I turned that part of me down. So after a little cry, I decided to romance myself for a full day. I fasted, I only had, wa had had water and at night I went on a day with myself. So I put on a cute outfit, I like put on some makeup, had a walk by the seaside and then I headed to have dinner. I had vegan dumplings and a vegan cheesecake and I was just reading my book and it was fun and I felt really good. But then at 5am that night, I vomited and had diarrhea <laughs> and it just felt like a full body cleanse, especially like after the fast. It just felt again like the universe saying, sit the fuck down, <laughs> like what are you doing? Just be, you don't have to do all these things. It was like me doing too much, most, but anyway. When I feel sick or I am harmed in any way, I look. I used to look up on Google spiritual meaning for whatever is happening to me at the moment. For example, if my throat hurts, normally it would be because I'm not saying something that I should be saying. I normally would look at different pages and stick with whatever was more common, but the throat thing used to bother me a lot and that was usually what would be happening. But right now I use a specific book that I really like and it's called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. For the first incident, the fall, it said for loss of balance, it means scattered thinking, not being centered. And for the coccyx and my upper back, it said that I was feeling lack of emotional support. And then for the vomiting and vowel issues, it said fear of the future. I found it very funny and interesting how these things happened right after having like a pivotal moment in terms of seeking guidance from outside of myself, both my therapist and my astrologer. 
because after having those sessions, I felt like I was graduating, quote unquote, from some patterns and issues that I've been having for my whole life. And these issues with my body felt like upgrades. Like, yes, you learned, but let me upgrade your body so that you can hold these new frequencies and lessons. And the pattern that I've noticed that has helped me feel the better is that I no longer attach to the emotion that these issues or these things that are happening to me are bringing me. Like sure they might hurt but now I just observe what is happening and ask myself what I can learn from it. It might have taken a fall and indigestion to learn it but like here I am detaching. You know am I the index Osho? Maybe. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I've been thinking about this concept of detachment and how it can also be applied to larger issues like feminism. I am aware that feminism is a touchy subject because some people have different opinions about it and it's been used as a weapon rather than a tool for uniting people but this is just my take on it and what I've learned and what it has given me in terms of seeing through the curtains and seeing through what the system is doing. So I started calling myself a feminist in 2015. I learned about the period tax in the UK and how tampons are seen as a luxury product and therefore has a different tax from just like bare necessities things and it enraged me and I was very surprised at how the world would purposely be against women. During these times I didn't go to protests or groups, I just educated myself and just had conversations with my friends about the topic but then in 2018 in Spain the feminist wave started to take a more important role because of awful case of group rape that happened a couple of years before. The sentence for that case was not guilty even though there were literally there were literally videos and more than enough proof but the Spanish justice system didn't think so and on the 8th of March, International Women's Day on that year, a lot of people went to protest and it was also around the time of the Me Too and Time's Up movements in the US. I am someone that when this happens I feel like all of the emotions and it gets very overwhelming so I rarely go to protest. But I also was in my father's place when this happened and my dad, let's just say like he's Michael Scott from the office but with a bit more conscience and like a bit more intelligent, not to insult Michael Scott but like more manipulative and he's a Libra and so when I confronted him with this case the fact that a woman was raped and there was proof and the judges still said that the men were innocent 
he said the most liberal thing he could say. Like men get convicted as well when, and then they lose everything, which is something that does happen and that it should shouldn't happen. But also when I'm telling you about rape and you tell me that a man's life is over, like the balance is just a sim. It just seems a bit off even for a Libra and also the press was being brutal saying things like uh, she was drunk, she was wearing skirt, what was she doing alone, walking at night, she was just asking for it and so I tried to make my dad understand that if someone raped me in Spain I just if I went out and someone raped me I didn't feel safe and I didn't feel comfortable telling the police because they would have the same questions, they wouldn't believe me and the justice system of my country, even with videos, won't convict these five men of the rape they did. Thank God that at that time I also had a conversation with my uncle whose partner at the time was pregnant with a girl and he was starting with feminism and he read the Second Sex by Simone de Beauvoir and it was quite cute in a way that he was like do you know that women when they go out they get cat calls and we were like both his partner and I were like no way really oh my god <laughs> we just made fun of him but also continued a healthy conversation with him informing him of other ways women are oppressed on a daily basis. So it's not that I've only encountered men that are sexist and privileged and don't know the privilege. To be honest, I haven't really read that much feminist literature because I feel like it's something, like the oppression of women is something that I live every day the minute I go out of my house. It might sound like an exaggeration to some, but it's really not. But this year I read a book that I really enjoyed and opened my eyes even more to how deep the program runs in this system. It's called Witches by Mona Cholet and it's a book that it's divided like in three main parts, maternity, age and medicine and how these factors are similar to the burning of witches in different ways. The book does a phenomenal job at explaining how much the world is designed for and by men, specifically white men. But in this book, they honestly don't really go much into race. It explained, for example, in terms of aging, the beauty industry and how morning routines or night routines are still a ritual. But because it is done to become beautiful for men, it is seen as self-love instead of magic or sinful or evil as it was back in the days. Then in the medical field is structured for and by men, like people with autism is diagnosed based on the patterns that men have as children. But if you are a girl and don't show the same patterns, then you're not diagnosed and it can like a lot of girls are diagnosed much later and only have help much later in love, life. And then in terms of maternity, it's very odd to say the least that when a woman is 
feeding their child in the streets, they are frowned upon. But then a man without a shirt because it's too hot is fine. Like those are the same part of the body, but because it's a woman, then it's sexual. It's just I hate it here. There's a lot more examples in the book, but I think that we are at a point in human history where women have the possibility to evolve. Like now we can and have to work. Now we can depend on ourselves and also talk to each other. We've now evolved enough to recognize how a lot of our previous relationships were codependent and we're done with it. Like we've healed, we've learned, we, we, we are moving on. However, there are still people stuck in these relationships and duality because, you know, society, patriarchy, capitalism, you know, <laughs> the system. And why would a narcissistic system let their energy supply go, right? For a long time, men have been the providers and women the nurturers. And feminism has fought so that we could be as equal as possible, like legally, socially, economically. This is still a long way to go, obviously. But women can now work and provide, as I was just saying. But where does that leave men? Like, needing to find a purpose and evolve, just as women have done, out of necessity. But in a world that is made for and by men and it's just handed to them i imagine that it would be very difficult to surpass the privilege and entitlement that the system provides in exchange for something that probably makes most men uncomfortable which is dealing with feelings and emotions that this is not to say that all men like there's a blazem and classism and racism and homophobia of course but the men that are in power, that are taking the decisions, that still carry this patriarchal system, are the ones that are not evolving. And now women are becoming more self-sufficient. So we don't no longer have the need of a man who can provide. But right now, we can both work, you know. So I don't really need a provider as much as with the world how it is right now, honestly, I would rather have emotional stability. Because providing, we can both do that, you know? And again, I understand how it must be really hard when all your life you've been entitled to the world because it was just designed for and by you. But with that entitlement and that power, sorry to be cliche, unquote, Spider-Man comes responsibility. And so women, we have dealt with the consequences of men abusing the power. We've evolved, we've adapted, we've done our work. We are running businesses in your world. And I am aware that the men have their own issues within this system. But if you don't like it, you are the man. You can change it. Remember, you are the one in charge.
for months now i've seen how men have been pointing fingers at women well not not for months like since the beginning of time to be honest but recently with all these podcasts and the gossips and all that do you guys sound like when the government tells citizens that global warming is our fault while their factories are the ones producing more than half of the pollution and you honestly sound ridiculous Personally, I just think we should just burn the whole thing down. I consider myself as an anarchist. I no longer want a place in the fucking table. The fucking table is sexist, racist, full of hate and it's just rotten from the inside. And I don't want it. I want to build a better world, but I want that world to be inclusive. And I think that men need to step up and take their place by leading that change. And I am very aware of how ironic it is when I actually said that thing about pointing fingers. But going back to detachment, I have and I am learning my lessons in terms of my mother and five wounds and restructuring all my beliefs to do what feels right to me. But I am aware that I can't change the people around me. It's been hard to let go of that need to control what other people do. But at the end of the day, it's just not my job. I can only do so much. I can only heal myself and share my journey. And with that, I hope that some people can see themselves in what I share and find strength or healing or inspiration to heal themselves. But the result of that is just not up to me. It's also none of my business. I am following this same pattern with any kind of relationship right now. Like, if you message me, I'm there and I will reciprocate, but I'm no longer available for relationships where if I want to speak to you, I will feel needy and like I'm doing too much. Like, unless it's reciprocated, just I don't, I don't want it. I'm more than okay with myself, so I don't really need you. And coming from a Taurus, it's kind of contradicting with my default settings because when I establish a relationship, whatever the nature may be, I see those people as quote-unquote mine, but as in I am loyal to them and if you hurt them, I will hurt you. (laughs) I think this can also be explained in terms of cancer rising. I'm the mom friend, the one that takes care of everyone when they go out drinking. I'm the, I'm the sober one. That's me. I feel like I'm more securely attached now rather than codependent. And I think it comes from a place of self-love and reliance and faith in God or the universe, whatever you want to call it. Starting there, I know that I'm worth of respect and love and I, don't, I know that God's got me. I'm not here by, by accident and I'm taken care of. So if anything else comes into my life, I see it, I observe it, but I no longer absorb it as part of myself. Once you are in the observing position, you don't have the need to react as much. You just respond to what's happening from a place of understanding and wisdom and ultimately 
a bit of detachment. I'm not perfect in doing any of this by any means, but it's just something that has helped me in this art of detachment and understanding how to detach without feeling guilty because especially in terms of the world because I feel if I detach it means that I don't care and it's not that you still you can still feel the emotions but you don't have to absorb them as part of yourself which for me is again very contradicting to my nature but it's helping me put things into perspective and not burn out as much so that's why I wanted to share and before I go I wanted to share a little update on this space on the internet called follow your own path I am treating it as a blog but also journal of sorts like a talk with myself on this podcast I like the format where I talk about things that happen in my life but also relate to issues of the system and the world that we live in. I've opted for monetizing the podcast but right now it's on automatic so I don't know what you will be listening when if you hear any ad just so you know. On the website for now I will share blog posts about stuff I find interesting and probably will post the written version of some of the episodes of the podcast then if you follow me on instagram you know that i share tweets and random photos or videos that apply to my life so again it's like a journal of sorts and then on youtube i am posting my tiktoks that i find relevant and this podcast just in on youtube form starting on may so yeah that's it for now Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon.